This season of DDX is brought to you by Ultragenics Pharmaceutical Corporation. A disease is considered to be rare if it affects a small percentage of the population. Most rare diseases are caused by genetic mutations, but they can include infectious diseases and cancers. And while each individual disease might be low in its numbers, around 300 million people worldwide live with a rare disease. That's about 4% of the world's population. When taken together as a group, rare diseases don't look so rare. This is DDX, a podcast from Figure One about how doctors think. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj. This season is all about rare diseases. These so-called orphan diseases face challenges when it comes to funding, diagnosis, and treatment. And it's difficult for doctors to even learn about rare diseases when patients are an occasional zebra in a herd of horses. So what attracts physicians to this field? And why is it important that rare diseases be studied? We asked the specialists from our previous episodes to find out. My name is Suzanne Jondeber, and I am a metabolic bone physician. I'm at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, where I am an associate professor of medicine. Hello, I'm Jerry Vockley. I'm the chief of genetic and genomic medicine at the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. I'm also a professor of human genetics in the Graduate School of Public Health and direct a program called the Center for Rare Disease Therapy at the Children's Hospital. My name is Pamela Smith. I am a pediatric endocrinologist working at Phoenix Children's Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have special focus in metabolic or genetic bone disorders. My name is Nicola Longo, and I am a professor of pediatrics and the director of the Division of Medical Genetics at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. I have really had a passion for rare diseases and rare genetic diseases actually since I was in college. The disorders I found to be uh, very interesting. The families, of course, were incredibly needy and something just clicked. I was able to find myself in a position where I could go into the laboratory and do research on diseases that I could immediately take out to the clinic and be able to help patients identify what they had while we were still defining these diseases and now helping to develop and implement uh, new therapies. I, I decided to focus on rare diseases because they are a clear unmet medical need. You see that the families need some help. We want to provide some real therapy, not just supportive therapy for several of these conditions. Not only I could see the patient and answer they need, I could also study what was going on and potentially try to identify new therapies. So I think it's important to study rare diseases because then they can teach us about common diseases and they can teach us about quote-unquote normal physiology. Seeing this patient, trying to figure out what's causing this disorder, and then really being able to use that as a target to then reverse that disorder would just be worth really throwing 
my entire energy and curiosity and passion behind. Recognizing that your patient has a rare disease isn't the only challenge. The funding has always been focused on more common diseases, and there's a a lot of rationale to that. But it did mean that there was always a struggle to stay one step ahead of the rent collector, as it were. Being able to continue to have the functional research program that was viable. I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to do that. A lot of people don't make it this far. They, they, they find that they can't keep their grants going or they can't get them in the first place. And so that's one of the obstacles that you, you have to face. Other obstacles are that they're rare. So finding more patients to try to see what the natural history is, to really understand the full scope of what the disorder really is, 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 is challenging because there's just not a lot of people out there. The literature is limited. So really, you feel like sometimes you're kind of standing on the edge of a really a dark abyss with a flashlight. And you understand you have an incomplete picture. It's such a, a neglected area in general, and there's thousands and thousands of people living with rare disease with, you know, very limited treatment options. So it's just kind of a, an underrepresented group in medical research. But as more physicians are drawn to this area of study, the challenges of funding and diagnosis decrease. Well, the more people that study rare diseases, the better off we are because there's more people thinking about them. And, and so having other people doing that at, at my side makes it uh, much more likely that we're going to come up with the good ideas and therapies moving forward. This is a growth industry from a patient and a physician standpoint, and we sure would like to meet the demand of all of those patients. And specific treatments and therapies can have impacts beyond the rare disease they're designed to treat. Many of these rare diseases can help us understanding how other more common conditions are. So, for example, do people who have common form of heart disease respond to the therapy that we use for other rare diseases? Our specialists see the future of rare disease research as bright. It is changing and it is evolving, and the awareness is just astronomically better than it was. I think now more than ever is the best time to be a rare disease researcher. We have more tools available to us to be able to make the discoveries of what is causing the rare disease. We have more tools available to us to phenotype people with rare disorders. We have more tools available to us to find more people with the same rare disorder and bring them together so we can understand the full spectrum of the disease. There has never, ever been a better time to be able to really understand both the community of those with rare diseases, the spectrum of the rare disease, the molecular underpinnings of the rare disease. So at all those different levels, we have really never been poised to make significant discoveries than we are right now. Thanks to Dr. John DeBurr, Dr. Longo, Dr. Vockley, and Dr. Smith for speaking with us. This is DDX, a podcast by Figure One. Figure One is an app that lets doctors share clinical images and knowledge about difficult-to-diagnose cases. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj, host and story editor of DDX. 
You can follow me on Twitter at RajBardwajMD. Head over to figureone.com slash DDX, where you can find full show notes, photos, and speaker bios. This season was brought to you by Ultragenics Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Stay tuned for the next season of DDX, where we do a deep dive into gene therapy. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>